Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Lord's Day's reading. Today, we will be talking about the Good Shepherd, and from this, I'm sure this will be very familiar, as we are all, I hope all of us are familiar with Psalm 23 and have committed it to memory, and we also see a good picture of a Good Shepherd in John chapter 10. So who is our good shepherd? Of course, it is none other than our Savior Jesus Christ. You see, the first verse of Psalm 23, it says, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." So all of us are basically like sheep, taken care of by a good shepherd. You know, during times like this with the pandemic. You know that seems to have no end to it. Of course, you know we all pray that it will come to an end sooner rather than later, and all things are in the hands of God. And majority of us are facing a crisis, be it our finances, or be it relationships, be it health, anything, because we live in such unprecedented times. And especially now, in the last days before Jesus returns, when we listen to the news, we tend to hear wars or rumors of wars, new strings of viruses. It is very easy for us to get afraid, to feel fear. However, when we remember that the Lord is our shepherd, and we know that He takes good care of us, we can rest assured that He will provide. For the next verse, it says. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures; he leadeth me beside the still waters. So, none of us wants to be anywhere except a place of rest—a place where we can feel rested, a place where we can chill out, a place where we can relax, a place where we need not worry about anything. I know it's impossible during such a time as this. Worry seems to be as easy as breathing. However, what can we gain by worrying? You know, we have a shepherd who leads us into green pastures and who leads us beside still waters. Basically, he's saying that we can rest in Him. You know, our green pastures are is all in Jesus, and the still waters is basically a symbol of peace. In Him, we can find peace, even in such a troubled time as this. And for those of us who feel exhausted, who feel weary, who are wondering when is all of this going to end, we just feel like we do not have the motivation or the drive to keep doing what we do best. I have been that way too many times over the past year or so itself. But by the grace of God, He never fails to strengthen me. And verse three says, "He restoreth my soul; he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake." So, if all, any of you have not noticed, in all my recordings for this topic, you know the Lord says reading, I talk a lot about. Our righteousness is in heaven, and not of our own works, lest you know any of us should boast. Because it is truly by His own grace and by the perfect finished work of Jesus that 
we are safe. So the path of righteousness, it is not what we do in order to be righteous before God, but what Jesus has done for us, for His name's sake. Because it says, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Whose name? Jesus' name. The only begotten Son of God. Right? Then moving on to verse 4, which is a verse that we are all very familiar with. Yea, I walk... Sorry. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So even when we go through our darkest moments, you know, or when we have our weak moments, we may think that we are alone. We feel that God is too distant. God is just so far off. We may feel that He doesn't care. But the truth is, He does care a lot. He doesn't stand there at the side, you know, watching us do our thing, you know, thinking that if only you do well, then I'll walk with you, but if not, then we're just going to stand here and watch you. No. No matter how you do, whether you do well or you are in the valley season, He is there. He is there to walk with you and He is there to strengthen you and He is there to comfort you like a best friend. Going on to verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me, in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Wow! How nice is that? He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. You know, in this world, we always say, as soon as I get this finished, we are going to you know, sit in the presence of our enemies and we are going to triumph. Our enemies can be anything. Sickness, an infirmity, a financial lack, a marriage crisis, a relationship crisis, having some arguments or disagreements with friends or family members. Remember, our enemies doesn't just refer to haters, okay? And we must always bear in mind that our haters are inspired by things that are not of flesh and blood. Resentment, fear, anything, misery, bitterness, anything. These are not flesh and blood, you know, these are just, yeah, the emotions or the state of mind, you know. But those of us who are in Christ, we do not need to wait till we get the victory before we can sub right in front of our enemies. We, who are going through all of that, we are not going through for the sake of gaining victory. We are going through everything as, a, as victors. That means we may feel as though we are in the valley season. We may feel as though we are trapped. We are weighed down. We are tired. But the truth is, Jesus has already obtained the victory for us. Which is why, you know, the psalmist here says, Yeah, the psalmist is David himself, by the way. He says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You see, right after the valley of the shadow of death, that verse about the valley of the shadow of death, he says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That means even in the midst of this season that you are in, God has already prepared a table before you. And what will you do when you see a table? 
you'll be seated by the table, you wouldn't stand. You'll be seated. And being seated means at rest. Waiting on God. When God is here to serve you. Sorry for the noise again, it's the fighter jets. <laughs> yep. And thou anointest my head with oil. That means you're anointed. You're seated with Christ. Then my cup runneth over. You know, I love to listen to Oprah Winfrey. I don't know about you. You know, she always makes this statement that always resonates well with me. Surround yourself with people who will fill your cup until it runneth over. You don't want nobody to drain your cup and never fill it, right? Because once your cup is drained, what do you have to offer? You feel drained. You want your cup to be full. Full to the brim until it runneth over so you can fill somebody else's cup. And when you fill somebody else's cup, you know, I do pray that all of you will be surrounded by people who will fill your cup until it runneth over. There will be people that will drain your cup. I'll remind you, there will be people who will drain your cup. And it's, there's no knowing who or when will, will come and do that. But we can rest assured that with Jesus, he fills our cup. He likes it when we take from Him, when we rest in Him, and we trust in Him. Because verse 6 of Psalm 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. Goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life, following us all the days of our lives. Meaning, Whatever happens, goodness and mercy will hunt you down. I know, yeah, especially here in Singapore, many of us are already panicking due to the rise of the cases in the, with the Delta variant, you know. My folks are already panicking. My folks are already like warning me to take precautions and refrain from going out as best I can, unless I really have to. Yeah. Because of the, due to the tightening of measures, you know, in order to uh, minimize the number of cases. Yes, it is natural to take precautions. I'm not saying that we don't take precautions. We have to take precautions. Because, yeah, this is wisdom. You know, the authorities are there for a reason, even though I understand some it is it can be annoying, you know. But what can we do? You know, God put the authorities there for a reason to keep us safe. So even in this time, we can still expect goodness and mercy to follow us in the midst of whatever we go through. This is what the good shepherd does for his sheep. And it is a very beautiful picture indeed, what he does. We can never really know what will happen next, what he has planned, but we can rest assured that the shepherd goes before us and prepares a way for us. Let me read to you from the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
He that entereth not by the by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. That was John chapter ten, verses one to four. You see, he knows each and every one of his sheep by name. That means he knows us, and we know his voice. You know, I'm often being taught we have to be very careful when we listen. To people, or when we listen to any voice, how do you feel after you hear what you hear? Do you feel at peace, or do you feel panicked? If you feel at peace, you know it is God speaking to you. Yes, when God says something to you, sometimes it may not what you want to hear, but we can rest assured that God will not tell you to do something and make you feel panic. When he tells you, he corrects gently. But when the enemy, the devil, says anything to you, that gives you those, you know, petrifying thoughts and whatnot, you will feel restless. You feel panicked. You feel anxious and depressed. So we have to be very mindful of who we listen to. This includes sermons. Listen to preachers that preach the unadulterated gospel of grace and constantly points you to Jesus and not to yourself. Constantly points you to Jesus and His finished work. All right. Let's move on to verse five of John chapter ten. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were, which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, in. He shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Like, sorry, but he that is an hireling, and not the shepherd. Whose own the sheep are not, sees the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep, and am known of mine. Sorry, and all my sheep and all my yes, correct. 
So that was um, verses 5 to 14 of John chapter 10. So you see, this is another good parable about the sheep and the shepherd and who we should listen to. Jesus leads us constantly to pasture. In or out we go. There will be pasture. It's not this side is pasture, the other side is dry ground, the other side is a desert. No. You'll find pasture when you go in and out. So the unmerited favor and grace of God surrounds you wherever you go. My dear friends, I do not know who needs to hear this, but friends, family, spouses, they are all humans. No matter how good they are, how good to you they are, and no matter how much they have proven to you that you can trust them, there will be times that they will hurt you, there will be times that they will break your heart, and there will be times that they will let you down. After all, they are human just like you and I. We ought to allow them the space to be humans. I'm not saying that I'm condoning the things that they do to you. No. Such things are really uncalled for. But then again, aren't we all humans? We all tend to fulfill the lust of the flesh and the works of the flesh. But with Jesus, it is different. As the old hymn always sings, what a friend we have in Jesus. He understands everything that we go through. For when he walked this earth as a man, he has been through all of that. Being forsaken and rejected by his own people. Being opposed by his own fellow Jews, especially by the Pharisees. And worst of all, is being betrayed by one of his closest friends. And when he was on the cross, he was all by himself. He was crucified between two criminals. When Pilate was asking the crowd who he should release for the Passover, Jesus or Barabbas, they chose Barabbas to be released instead when Barabbas was a murderer, well, basically a criminal. They could have chosen Jesus to be released because Jesus was innocent. He knew no sin, and him was no sin, and he did no sin. But yet, the person that had to die was the innocent. Jesus went through all of that. And for many of us, when we go through trials and tribulations, we will think this is unfair, this is unjust. I'm over here, I haven't done anything wrong, why do I have to deal with all of this? And why do some people get away with things so easily? Trust me when I say this. I have often asked that question. Why do certain haters seem to have things so easily? They can get away with almost everything that, that they have ever done. Even things that were really uncalled for. Whereas I am over here doing my best to live my life, to do my thing, keep to myself. And yet I have been met with so many trials and tribulations people did me wrong out of nowhere you know all of these are real but you know what 
God sees everything and hears everything. He sees movements that we do not see and He hears conversation that we are not aware of. He will vindicate us. He will take care of us. He will lead us to pasture. He will go before us and prepare a way. He has already prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. What can the haters do? What can the enemy inspire them to do? Nothing. Yes, he will try day and night to put poisonous thoughts and lies into your heads. But as long as we don't listen to him, you know, there's no way we can fight him. You know, like single combat that kind of fight. But we can quote scriptures to counteract him. And we can be at peace with even with people who are not at peace with us. Always bearing in mind, never let anyone or anything ruin your day. Because you are part of the sheepfold of Jesus. He already knows what will happen to you. If whatever has been happening to you or is happening to you is not a surprise to Him, why should it be a surprise to you? Because He already knows what is going to happen to you and He has gone ahead of you to prepare a way for you. And He is protecting you. Yes, you will see them, you will see whatever it is that you have to face, but it will not hurt you, it will not even touch you. Because God is your shield. Stand strong, stand in faith, be at rest, always believing that Jesus is taking care of everything and about you, and He has everything that you need. He will take care of you as a good shepherd taking care of his sheep. Now, if you like what you see or hear, please subscribe, share with your friends and family, give a thumbs up and leave some comments if you have questions. And I will see all of you next time. Until then, stay at peace and God bless.